Definitely. Yeah, like there was a lot more people out on the circuit and it was yeah. kind of, yeah, it's like a tour stage or like even a world's last show. It's like when you've got all the people, you can't like hear yourself think oh. and all the shouting and the noise, it kind of just G's you up, like yeah, yeah. go a little bit numb. Yeah, like everyone starts pressing that little bit harder up the climbs. <laughs> yeah, like they yeah. can't measure their effort. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was definitely like the guys in the break started getting excited for sure. But... G'day there, gentlemen. Welcome back to the Press Room Podcast presented by Zwift. This is episode 79, and our guest today is Matthew Denham from Team DSM and also from Team Australia, the man who last Sunday absolutely lit it up for Australia and really, next to the winner, Vanderpol, he rode probably the best race of anyone else there, making that early breakaway and finishing seventh as a Neo Pro in his first year. Absolutely amazing. And as soon as I finished watching that epic race, which by the way, the women's is on tonight, can't wait to watch it. But as soon as I finished watching that race, I needed to talk with Matt. I just needed to know what was going through his head the entire race. How was it sort of developing and the emotions, the strategy, everything. Um, it was just a crazy ride and I know it'll make an absolutely great podcast. And, uh, you know, guys... Sometimes it can be difficult getting certain guests on who are very high profile, um, yeah, as you can imagine. Uh, but it was a nice challenge to get Denim on. Uh, he was getting pulled in many directions with lots of media requests, um, you know, as you'd expect after a ride like that. But um, yeah, super lucky. I've been a big supporter of Maddie since his Brid Lane days. And um, you know, very lucky that Team DSM, both the men's and women's teams, uh, they love the podcast and they're very happy for their riders to come on. So very grateful for that. So thanks to the PR staff there. Absolute legend. And um, guys, we go all in to this ride, okay? Matthew Dillon, we talk about everything. I'm talking about when he found out that he was going to be in the team uh, at Worlds, you know, it's earlier than you think, and uh, you know, then we go in, we go to kilometer zero to, to kilometer 270, the breakaway, right, what about, what was his strategy, okay, I wanted to find out what was going through his mind when that, that flag dropped, how was he going to make it into the breakaway, who was he looking for, etc, etc, we talk about the break establishing, who was driving it, when they were going on, who was yelling at other riders, etc. When they approached the circuit, when they got onto the circuit, you know, all the things and how they were changing in his mind, what he was thinking, how he was feeling. And of course, the finale when all the favourites kicked across to him and he managed to stay with them and then, of course, go on to finish seventh. We really get stuck in and Matt does such a good job of, uh, you know, just explaining how he was feeling, thinking, his strategies, um, and, uh, you know, picking some of his favorite parts of the race as well. So uh, you guys are in for a ripper. Sorry you had to wait for this one to drop on Monday, but I was away in Geraldton for a little gravel race here in WA. It was called Backroads, and, um, yeah, super, super cool race. Um, very much enjoyed it, and plenty of listeners were out there as well. Um, but, yeah, legends. Um, bit of sponsor talk, of course. Attacker, you can use the code CR-ThePressRoom, all capitals, for any attacker um, cycling apparel. And um, again, on the weekend, 
I use my favorite bit of kit. This kit right now, OG listeners will know, I've been pumping up the quilted jacket for a long time, but the cargo bib shorts that attacker run, seriously, just perfect for this race. It was 160 k's, right? It's probably five and a half hours, I think it took me. And so you're gonna need a lot of fuel, right? A lot of fuel. And the pockets in the side and in the back were absolutely perfect because it just meant I could keep all the nutrition out of my jersey, you know? Because if you're under a long race, there's nothing worse than just your jersey full of shit, you know? I like keeping that free, you know, for a bit of style points. And um, yeah, the cargo bibs are, they are elite. So use that code, CRDAS, the press room, all capitals, 15% off. Of course, Zwift, shout out to Zwift. Speaking of Glasgow Worlds, if anyone has had a crack at the Glasgow crit circuit on Zwift, it is by far the hardest circuit for any type of racing that exists on Zwift. And I think it's still a special event only map. So whenever you see that criterium course come up in a race on Zwift and you want to challenge yourself, um, certainly have a crack at that. And it's very good for those riders who are a bit smaller, a bit lighter, but have a really high sort of threshold. You will love that course. And if you don't have either of those things, well, then you'll hate it. So, um, you know, each to their own. And, um, yeah, what else? Oh, the bottles. Yes, the TPR bottles, Legends. I reckon maybe three or four weeks uh, to go. Had heaps of people sign up. So thanks to everyone who signed up for the pre-sale uh, list. So if you sign up on my website, uh, tprcyclingnews.com, at the bottom there's a form and fill in your email, tick TPR bottles, and when they do arrive, the first drop, I'll email all of you a little newsletter that they're um, uh, ready to purchase, and you can grab them because that's it. Once they are gone, they're gone. This is a limited, limited edition, right? Full Tarzo spec. Uh, so yeah, make sure you sign up on the website tprcyclingnews.com. I've put a link in the in the thing below, the little description thing, and it's on everywhere else, Instagram, all that stuff. So sign up, and then you'll get first hit, and you won't miss out because uh, you know. They're going to be, yeah, they're going to go pretty quickly. I wish I ordered more, actually. But, um, yeah, make sure you get those. They're super cool. And, um, yeah, finally, before we get into this episode, Legends, this one will be the last episode for a while. I think maybe maybe five or six weeks. I've got to head over east, east coast of Australia. I've got Cyclocross Nationals, so I'll be commentating there, doing what I do best uh, talking shit on the microphone, so um, yeah, if you're going to going to Ballarat for cyclocross nationals, um, yeah, sh- uh, say hi and um, come find me on the microphone. We'll we'll talk some uh, talk some banter, and also if you know anyone who's racing, send me some little bit of heckle, little bit of stats if you think I'll need to hear it. And then also tour of Gippsland the week after, so I'll be there um, calling the NRS, the four stages down at Phillip Island GP. That'll be super cool as well. So if you're going to any of those events, uh, make sure you say hi. And uh, yeah, when I get back from that, uh, we'll get stuck into the last part of the year with some uh, special episodes to round out 2023. So legends, I hope you enjoyed this episode with Matthew Dillon. It's an absolute cracker. I'll see you on the next one. Why don't we start with, when did you find out that you were actually riding? Obviously, you were a late call-up uh, for Caleb, who was out. Um, yeah, when did you find out and what was that like when you when you got the news? Yeah, for sure. So um, I knew I was first reserved because I got a call from Matty Heyman while I was up mm. at Altitude. Um, 
before Swiss and the tour. Oh. And yeah, you know, there's quite a long time between then and the actual worlds. Mm. Um, and when most of the guys are at the tour, there's always trounce of crashes and stuff. So yeah. yeah, I always suspected that it might come up. Um, but yeah, I only heard about Caleb. I think it was during the last week of the tour. Um, he sort of, after pulling out, I think he made his decision, which is mm. yeah, completely understandable. Um, yeah. And yeah, from then, yeah, it was, I think coming off the tour, I was had to sort of, yeah, readjust focus a little bit, um, especially with San Sebastian in between there. Yeah. But yeah, once I got to Scotland, the Aussie team, yeah, it was pretty awesome. Like, yeah, I think after a tour, you're a little bit run down, you're kind of just lacking that motivation, but being back with the Aussie boys was really good. Yeah, so picks me right up again. Mm, yeah, I'll touch on that in a second, but I wondered when you, did you get the news while yeah. you were racing in the tour? Yeah, yeah. So it was, I can't remember the exact day, but it was, yeah, one of the days during the last week, maybe like halfway through the last week of the tour. Did it um, change like the way you... So yeah, it was just not... But did you change the way you were riding in those last few days? Like, were you thinking about like, well, maybe a bit of, you know, once you've done your job, cue the rack a bit earlier? I don't know. Like, were you thinking about maybe maintaining a bit of freshness or? No, not really. Yeah, I think, yeah, um, yeah at that point, it was, I knew I still had quite a bit of time between the two races. So, yeah, um, no, I, yeah, I was just racing the tour as hard as I could. Yeah, um, yeah. I think in the third week, like, you're just doing whatever you can to survive. So, um yeah didn't really change how i was racing but it, yeah it definitely gave me a little bit more motivation if anything mm. it's crazy to think that we're like you know here talking about your epic world ride but your tour de france on debut was so good mate like you must have been just bloody stoked with that okay yeah it was definitely a call-up i wasn't expecting to get in my first year um, yeah. i think like i did an interview with cycling tips last year and they were sort of asking like do you want to do what race do you want to do one day i'm like oh maybe the tour in like 2025 if, yeah. if i can get there that's the goal i'm working towards <laughs> yeah and then that in the first year was bloody awesome yeah, um, yeah, yeah and yeah and then obviously like being in the break on the queen stage and stuff with wow. so many of those top gc guys so, so yeah mm. days like that were really cool oh mate man you'll never forget that on your first yeah. tour mate like those memories stay with you forever yeah. um oh. Oh, definitely yeah. Okay. So we could found out earlier than most people thought. I mean, we, you know, yeah. we only hear the news. Caleb's out, denim's in, you beauty. Yeah. Um, everyone thought it happened three days before, but obviously it's a lot earlier than that. So yeah. um, people can, you know, make yeah. sure you, you hear that. Um, so yeah. my favorite part often in any races, especially in the tour is really good this year was watching the break go. Right. So Let's yeah. go to the kilometre zero. Amazing. Break was popping off. Now, I was sitting there with uh, with Megan and, and I was we were cheering on the um, the Vatican guy. We really should know his name. That's rude. Okay. Um, yeah. We just love that guy. You know, we love him. We wanted to get his yeah. time in the sun and, um, you know, That's almost awesome. made it. But this is it, right? So the break. What was your strategy, kilometre zero, Obviously, maybe you got the freedom to say, look, 
have a crack, see if you can make it in that move. What's your strategy then as, as a smaller rider? You know, generally it's a little bit easier for those listening if you're sort of a larger rider and it's a flat start. It's generally a little bit easier to get in the break. But as you sort of a slight climber, what was your strategy that you were playing in your head in those first early Ks? Yeah, for sure. So, like, first of all, from the team in, my job was to sort of follow some of the bigger moves that were going. Um, right. And there was sort of like anything around 10, 12 guys is sort of where I was aiming. Um, and also just trying to find like the right combination with some of the bigger teams. Um, right. But yeah, it was pretty chaotic after the neutral through Edinburgh with like cobbled streets and things. <laughs> it took me like maybe five minutes to get to the front. Like I think there was that big group that went just before the main one. Yeah. And I was like kind of just watching that a little bit going, oh, maybe I should have followed that. But yeah, and then it, we went into like the narrow roads mm. and I just knew like we'd obviously recon the course and I knew like we we're going to come off that bridge, take a left and it was going to go narrow and pretty twisty, mm. um, really easy to block. And I just made sure I was in the front there and I was pretty lucky I did because it was hard to keep track of like who was going. I couldn't actually tell like what countries were off the front. Right. Um, just so many people jumping and things coming back and like, yeah, you couldn't see like over the crests and things. Um, mm. And I remember coming out of this corner and the two guys in front of me dropped the wheel because they came in way too hot and we sort of had to pull up a little bit. Um, right. And I just saw this like move that went and it was like sort of fragmented. And I was like, oh, some guys might still come across to that. And there's quite a few people there. So I just, I have to get there. So I just jumped by myself, which is like one of the things in the team in, they were like, oh, just like, if it's gone, just don't go by yourself like <laughs> don't like burn the biscuits um yeah. but uh, yeah sort of thought it was worth it at that point um because yeah you could tell like belgium was pretty keen to shut mm. things down mm. um and yeah luckily i did because i got there and then yeah you had like yeah some pretty strong riders i was looking around and i'm like mm. yeah so we got big austrian and um yeah like harold sajada who's also done the tour i knew kevin was there my teammate mm -hmm. he's really strong at the moment as well obviously. yeah he bridged across that was a good move yeah 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 really strong guy at the moment as well mm. um and then yeah it was just up to the bunch it's like mm. how much time are they going to give us <laughs> yeah. yeah well it was cool you saying know these days yeah <laughs> I, I know i know i actually i was surprised yeah. <laughs> how much time you guys got like you know when yeah. the race was paused for that moment i think what was it eight minutes or seven minutes and there was still it was yeah. only 40k i think until you hit the circuits um and yeah i mean geez i mean even i mean yeah. if i was in the breakaway and i'm just your average you know c-grade amateur um despite looking like a professional but if i was in the break i'd be like if we get a free lap you know ahead of the bunch that's fantastic yeah. you know because you know what it's like yeah. um that kind of circuit Definitely. but um yeah, really good break. I was happy to see Townsend in there as well because yeah. I thought Townsend, yeah. he, he grew up yeah. on those circuits, man, like racing that shit. Yeah. Um, but it was really cool and, and Christensen as well was wicked to see. Yeah, but, um, as well, yep. Actually, we were playing, a, we had a bit of a um, competition at home. We drew numbers, right? And you got like okay. favourite. Yeah. So everyone got a favourite, like the big dogs. Everyone got okay. a nation, so best top yep. finishing nation. And then everyone got a random rider, like who wasn't a, a big name hoping and and you're okay. rider. i got gamper the austrian he was in the break 
And it was, okay. you know, yeah. everyone else got real, you know, just, you know, not like, any very good yeah. riders, very small riders. Um, yeah. relative. So I was very happy to see the Austrian yeah. in there personally. And I won, yeah. uh, <laughs> I won the prizes, which I put up. So anyway, I won yeah. my prize. Anyway. No, that's awesome. Did now on the screen, right? It was great. You guys were working yeah. together so fast. The there was a move in the middle, and it was George Bennett. He was in the middle. Yeah. He kicked, and uh, I think it was maybe a Colombian guy was also there, and then the Vatican guy, my yeah. man, six foot seven, and then like <laughs> five foot one, George Bennett. <laughs> And poor old George. Like, this is when you guys only had about three minutes, right? Okay. <laughs> and poor old George, he was riding these guys out of the wheel. And, you know, I think they had 50 seconds. <laughs> and oh, George no. was, you know, George was like, he was trying to be encouraging, yeah. but it got pretty thin. He started barking at him and he was taking double turns and the... Yeah, how you get, how's the big Vatican guy? He's like six nine. He can't get any draft behind George. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I tell ya, it was just oh yeah. Oh no. They were in no man's land, mate. They only got caught when the race okay. So they were yeah, like, right. Two of them. Yeah, you know, you yeah. you got to you gotta give it a send and um yeah. okay uh, yeah. So that was funny. Yeah. Um. That's the next. That's <laughs> the next part, right? Is when the break yeah. was established so you've got that gap you know the peloton's yep. sitting up who in the breakaway um was there anyone in that group that was sort of uh you know sort of being a bit more vocal and, and sort of encouraging or maybe giving a bit of like advice is it was there anyone that was kind of driving like yep turn it up now boys or just you know let's just keep it going was anyone like that in the break in the breakaway yeah definitely i think like you could tell some guys were trying to write more reserved and others were just like keen to press on and just try and extend the gap as much as possible um camper was pulling some pretty strong turns same with rory i think yeah like rory was charging through yeah we had to like put the leash on him a little bit <laughs> sometimes is that we have to pull uh, yeah, up? he's riding really strong yeah just like occasionally like you roll through and then there'd be like a little bit of gap and you could tell the guy was like who was on the wheel was struggling to come around him or yeah. just didn't want to use that extra effort. Um, yeah. Cause he's also so error. Like he's mm. tucked right down. Mate, um, yeah. So yeah, it makes it hard rolling around the guy. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, I think like myself, Nealon's cabin was sort of trying to play it a little bit safer because maybe we knew like our role was more so on the circuit. Like, especially for me, I wasn't there for myself mm. at that point. Yeah. Um, I was just, yeah, there to hopefully like have like someone like bling come across to and then, Perfect. able to do a job for him yeah so i was just trying to measure that that effort a little bit um but yeah like i think uh camper and rory were definitely they were keen to press on and try and get that gap as big as possible before the circuit um mm. Mm. but no there was pretty good teamwork and like when we had that stop we all sort of got a chance to like have a chat and stuff and i'm not sure if you saw the videos like a couple of us were like parked up in the car had the radio going um yeah right <laughs> you see i had the cameras like i think i was sitting next to camper in the back seat of this like tiny <laughs> little car and kevin and uh Neilans were in the front of it. yeah it's pretty funny <laughs> oh that's gold yeah like they showed a lot of the peloton but they didn't actually yeah. show a lot of the brake sitting around so um yeah. yeah but that's interesting yeah i forget you had a bit of a chance to chat that's that's smart like we yeah. what were you kind of discussing were you sort of saying look 
scraps really good? Like, just keep going as we're going? Or were you starting to talk about what happens when we get to the circuit? Yeah, for sure. Like, I think the first thing was um, when we came up to, like, the protest, obviously, like, we saw it from a mile away because we right. didn't have anyone in front of us. So we started slowing down quite a while out. We had the car in front of us slowing us. Mm. And I think the last time gap we'd been given on the board was, like, eight minutes. Mm. And then it was it was confusing because it was, like, six minutes back to, I think, Bennett yes. group, and then eight minutes to the bunch. Yeah. But then when we stopped they also stopped the bunch further back and walked back down the road with the stopwatch, I assume. Um, but we got given like a six minute 50 gap, which is what yeah, we were, yeah, yeah, like yeah. Bennett's group had, not the bunch. Yeah. So we were like, we were pretty sure we had a bigger gap. And it we, was, yeah, we, yeah. I think like some of the boys went, yeah. Some of the boys were complaining. They weren't too happy about that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, off, once we realized that well, that wasn't really going to change, um, yeah. That, yeah, we sort of turned to like, especially Neilans, I think he was, pretty keen to try and like back it off a little bit because mm. i mean yeah rolling through with them like couldn't roll through unless you're doing over 400 still um yeah it was like the pace was still on in that breakaway it wasn't just rolling around um, oh yeah. yeah and then we knew like once we made a move like especially the pace in the pillow was going to pick up towards the circuit yeah um, we all sort of decided like all right, that was the moment like on that run-in once we came off the descent, we were going to have to press on mm. um, just to try and make it into the circuit. Yeah, we were hoping we got like second lap in. Mm. Um, maybe we got caught on like lap two just yeah. to avoid that initial fight. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, that looked like chaos. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I have to say, I Flappy did a bloody brilliant job yeah. uh for the rest of the boys yeah. like they did not i mean he must have got the most screen time of any rider i think in the whole race in the first 150k because they just did not move from the left side of the road it was amazing like it was an amazing job i was actually fighting with this guy on twitter who said Pappy did a shit <laughs> job and pulled out first lap and i'm like bro <laughs> Did you even watch the race? <laughs> then he said, "I fell asleep." Yeah. Oh mate, I, I never respond to people on Twitter, but I, I just couldn't. I was in a bad mood after work. Just couldn't let I was it like, fight. "Listen, I couldn't. Nah, couldn't let that one go." Anyway, um, oh, oh mate, these stinkers sometimes. Oh, oh, it's classic. Yeah, yeah. I actually man. saw that exchange. Like, <laughs> I saw it pop up in my Twitter. <laughs> I was like, "That's gold." Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so um yeah, shit. Yeah, so okay, so as you what what have been what I uh, was interested to know is when you got started getting closer to Glasgow and you know the, the crowd, you could see it on TV, the crowd started started filling up along the side of the road. Could you like could you feel the change in energy? Was it getting louder? Were you were you could yeah. you get that as you were coming into it? Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, like there was a lot more people out on the circuit and it was yeah. kind of, yeah, it's like a tour stage or like even a world's last show. It's like when you've got all the people, you can't like hear yourself think oh. and all the shouting and the noise, it kind of just G's you up. Like yeah, yeah. Go a little bit numb. Yeah. Like everyone starts pressing that little bit harder up the climbs. <laughs> yeah. Like they yeah. can't measure their effort. <laughs> yeah. 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 There was definitely like the guys in the break started getting excited for sure. Mm -hmm. Like, I think, um, especially like Owen, um, mm -hmm. who was in there with us, GB mm -hmm. boy, I think like home crowds, he was 
it was pressing on some of those early laps up oh, the climbs. Um, yeah, yeah. You get that feeling that, of, yeah. of when you're uh, when you start a time trial. You know those first ten seconds, you just don't even. Yeah. Feel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you get like a minute in, and then all of a sudden it hits you. Yeah, exactly <laughs> was, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was exactly like that going up those climbs. But mm. um, yeah, yeah. It was uh, kind of surprising watching the – I mean, we'd all seen the drawings of the circuit um, online, just watching the profile and stuff. But when you guys actually went into that circuit, I was like, holy shit, like this is even more technical than it looked on paper, you know, like just crazy. Um, I guess yeah. when you started, when you were in the circuit and you've entered the circuit um, first, crowd's gone mental – you, know, you get to recon the course, of course, you would have been on it, done some laps. But how yeah. was it when you first did that first lap at, you know, full noise? Definitely. Yeah, like from the recon, like we knew how technical it was. Like I think first lap with the Aussie boys, they were like, well, like this is sort of pushing the limit of yeah. the course that can be raced. Mm -hmm. um, by UCI standards, like I think if that was a tour stage, they probably wouldn't run it. Yeah. Um, just because it yeah, a bit too dangerous. But yeah, like first lap in the break, I was kind of interested because obviously there's only nine of us. Um, mm. You know, like oh, a nine-man group should be able to get around this pretty easy. But yeah, if you were like fifth wheel or further back than that, guys were just like dropping the wheel. And yeah. yeah, it became pretty obvious early on in that break, like who could take the corners with speed and like who was comfortable in the circuit as well. Uh, yeah, like some guys were wasting a lot of energy just like having to sprint out of every corner or mm. yeah being at the back and then having to chase back on. Um, but yeah, I think that's also why like just before we sort of started getting caught, you could see like guys were keen to try and like make a break. I think like Owen attacked, then Kevin attacked. Mm. Um, I even had like a little bit of a press in there just mm. to try and like break that group up, get it smaller. Cause it was really hard, like trying to roll through with everyone. Um, mm. Like guys would peel off from the front and then get caught halfway back and chop other guys into corners. And, oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. Rory was actually getting pretty vocal about that. Rory was like, just do your turn and put the brace on and get to the back. Like, yes, we can't yes. go through corners side by side. And yeah, yeah, he, I think it was cracking him a little bit. But nah. yeah, <laughs> I love that. I love that guy. Um, yeah. yeah, okay. It's, it's interesting now. How, how are you finding the circuit at that point, like in terms of the taking the corners and stuff? Um, obviously, you're a fantastic mountain bike background. So, naturally you know it's going to be okay but how are you feeling on the circuit at that point yeah definitely like i think for me i was able to sort of just take like a back seat a little bit like coming into the circuit after that stop i was like the legs aren't feeling so fresh anymore like right, yeah. having to especially because we just pressed quite hard into it yes. um chopping yeah. off with like camper and rory i was like, mm -hmm. i was starting to feel it a little bit um but yeah once i got on the circuit then it was like almost a bit of recovery for me mm. like i yeah, you press up the hill and then you can just sort of take your time on the descent and recover a little bit. Um, yeah. Feel myself starting to sort of come back into it a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, started feeling a bit better. But yeah, also like in the race, we hadn't taken the corners at speed in training. because like yeah. you obviously don't want to press on too hard. Um, yeah, that was starting to get interesting. Like there was a couple corners that were a bit tighter than you're expecting, especially that, uh, that running down into the park. Yes. Like you came into that really hot. Mm, like yeah. That was really fast and you're pulling up and then, yeah, almost like a little bit of gravel on the left-hander as well. So it's like a bit of cyclocross. You get in the back wheel slides coming out. Oh. Yeah, that was good. 
<laughs> yeah, it definitely tested the ability for sure. Do you think, even if you're a really confident um, bike handler and just confident in corners in general, I mean, there's, there's probably a difference really in cornering sure. and bike handling, but if you're confident in the corners and you know you're taking them really well, what if you're in that sixth, seventh position in your group of nine? Does it really matter if you're sixth, seventh position? Are you still like, doesn't matter, you're still doing that big acceleration out of the corner anyway? Like, yeah, not so much. Like, for me, if I was further back, I'd just like let the wheels go and then yeah. just come back on through the corners or, right. yeah, like just try and time it um, so that I wasn't getting caught up by whoever was in front mm-hmm. of me. Um, okay. Just try and smooth it out a little bit. Right. Which, right. Yeah, that that worked pretty well most of the time, but occasionally, like, if the person in front of you makes a big mistake, then you're still having to yeah. lock up. Or if they're having a sprint for longer than you're expecting or something, then you're out of the seat as well. And, mm. yeah, I think that was also why, like, when we finally did get caught, I think it was, like, the lap that Vanderpool attacked pretty much. Mm-hmm. I just tried to slot in straight away at the front because once you're there, it's easier to be there and then, like, lose a position or two than try and make up 10 if you drop to the back yeah as well yeah, mm. yeah okay um, uh well great so um when you yeah. did uh well actually what about this there's a few points throughout that period before we just walk it back a few steps before um vanderpol attacked across and sort of you, you found yourself in that yeah. finale group it did have a few periods where it started to rain like weird little yeah. drops, right? Now, what were you thinking then? Were you thinking, oh, shit, like, you know, this could change things? Yeah, definitely. I think, like, for me, when I felt the rain, I was pretty stoked because I knew, like, being out the front, uh, yeah, it was only going to make it harder for the guys behind to come oh, back into it. Um, yeah. But, yeah, like, you could tell everyone got really nervous really quick. Like, the pace dropped off straight away because you just didn't know really how slippery it was going to be yeah um we, we hadn't actually practiced the course in any way until that point yeah so there was like this one shopping strip with like these flat tiles that we went through um oh, like through the middle of, and i remember going through there the first lap it rained and the guys were just like not they weren't pressing at all <laughs> like we went through the corners so slow we we're like almost running up the back of each other <laughs> but, yeah but, i mean yeah. with dry tire pressure as well right like if it's if it rains for the rest yeah. of the race you're on your bloody hard psi you know so it's like that ah yeah. oh, you'd be thinking about that in your head too oh. yeah okay yeah fortunately for most of us we'd like let heaps of pressure out the tires already because of the um how rough the roads were on the early part as well oh really like yeah, like it was like obviously they'd repaved quite a bit of the course. Um, but yeah, there were still some sections that were like almost like Pave, just really, really rough country roads. Um, wow. So yeah, I think most of us were running quite low pressures, like lower than normal, mm. um, which, yeah, good thing for when it started raining. Definitely. It should have run the gator skins. We got you over the line <laughs> <laughs> for the Gladscow. <laughs> yeah. Official tyres of the World Championships. No, I haven't been. Put the gravel size on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, nah. uh, yeah, the old, the, the big attack, right? So when when that group came together, two laps in, Vanderpoel attacked yeah. across and um, you found yourself in that final group. Um, yeah. Man, I mean, it's, it's a big, already a big day. You know, yeah. Those being in a breakaway in a huge race, 
as a as a as a young yeah. rider, new rider, just that's fucking awesome. That's so good, you know. Yeah. And then further into the race, it's just like elimination. There's nobody left, and then you've got two laps to go. Yeah, the worst you fall unless you fall off, the worst you're gonna finish is like twelfth. You know, that's crazy. Yeah. So yeah. Did you have any moment? I'm mean, obviously full gas, you're in the bin, but did you have any moments in those last two laps when you knew, you know, that was kind of your finishing position was going to be very good? Did you have any moments to think about that? Did you just go, wow, oh, this is pretty good? Or were you just trying to focus, yeah. you know? Yeah, definitely. Like, uh, yeah, once I made that like selection and yeah, it was like I was trying to stay up front. The virus crashed, group split, and then I was like, ah, now, now yeah. I can't be with like that front group. Yeah, like saw Palace try and get there. I don't think he ever made it. Um, yeah, like he went off solo in search of that front group. But yeah, they were just yeah. going too quick, and then I could. Yeah, I was like starting to get a bit more confident because uh, we had um, Matt White on course, like we had a little our um, signboard. Oh, nice and. Yeah, initially I thought Bling was coming across because, um, like, that was a message I got. So I was sort of sitting back a little bit. And then Clarky came up to me at one point. I think it was just after we got caught. He was like, all right, I'm the only other one left. Um, and then, like, a lap later there was an attack and I followed it. And then I was like, oh, okay, well, it's split. Clarky's not here, so I'm going to have to race it out. Like, it was just – at that point you're just racing, following what you can. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, Matt started putting little notes on the board. He was like, back yourself, like fuel up. Nice. Um, and I was like, oh, okay, going to the line now. And then, <laughs> yeah, uh, I remember going under the finish bar and it was just like Palace 8. And I was like, oh, like I'm only in a group of like four or five here. If he's 8, like it's top 15, it's pretty cool. So all I have to do is hold this wheel. And <laughs> like... All I did was like try and stay in that group I was in because yeah, at that point just yeah lights were going out a little bit. Um, but yeah, and then we started catching people. And that was the craziest part. Really? Like, yeah, like guys were just starting to come back. Like Betty all came back. Um, Palace came back. Yeah, and then yeah, you just have like Kung and Tish Benut, Stoyven just ripping turns. Um, yeah, it was crazy. And then the numbers started going down and down and down. And I'm like. Okay, now I'm racing for like 10th. Now I'm racing for a top eight. Oh, then it was like, man. remember the last lap? I'm like, now it's a top five. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mate, yeah, that's that was crazy. I think everybody yeah. was doing that watching. Like I was doing that. <laughs> I was counting down. I was like, fuck, he's on for it. This is, you know, Betty O's out the hoop. The palace is like, yeah, you just count him down. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was insane. Like, yeah, I'm just like, what's going on? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Hey, and that final lap, well, the final yeah. lap when he came around to, um, well, I say just that final sprint with the, with the group, like, you still put out a pretty decent kick at the end. Um, to come around for yeah. seven. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, I was, yeah, sort of back in that sprint a little bit. I was like, oh, it's just gonna be like whoever's got the legs left. Um, yeah. But in that moment, I was like maybe a little bit too brain dead to be thinking properly, but I didn't count on Tej doing such a good lead out. I was like, oh, it'll be like a slower sprint, be able to kick a bit harder. Because mm. obviously I haven't got like the same speed as those big boys. But um, yeah, Tej just did this massive burner out of the corner that caught me off guard. And I was oh. like, oh, no. 
Yeah. Yeah. Just oh. hit the wind and just couldn't quite get there. But yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was good. No cramps in the sprint, so that's always a good sign. That's a sign of good, good, yeah. good feeling, good nutrition. Yeah, definitely. Do you remember yeah. the last thing that you had on that circuit? Did you have, were you just on bottles or did you have gel or? Yeah, I think just like high carb bottles. Yeah. Nice. Like pretty much the whole day because, um, yeah, it was quite good being on like such a small circuit as well. We had two feeds, so nice. to get plenty in meant you only had to carry one bottle. So for someone who's smaller like me, like if I have an extra bottle in there, I, I start feeling it. That's like yeah. nearly, what, 10% of my body weight all of a sudden? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> I saw... So, yeah, it was re- really good. I saw some... Um, well, I think the only person on the top 10 that shares their um, Strava power and all the stuff, and sometimes it's not always yeah. up to the rider, it's just the team rules or whatever, yeah. but um, Stoyven, um had his power data up and um, I think there's a guy on Twitter that does all the breakdowns, but... I think that yep. last four hours was uh, was average. It was three fifty raw average, and yep. uh, like three ninety two um, normalized. I think for the four hours as a yep. he's a he's a big unit old big chocolate yep. store, but big like work. seriously, there's yeah, big numbers. Uh, yeah. And that circuit, that circuit elicits a ride like that, isn't it? Because there's there's yep. no rest. Big power out of the corners, yep. like. Oh, straight on the pedals yeah yeah i think for me it was like yeah i've actually got mine off as well now but um yeah it was just like for me i think the average was actually quite a bit lower like when i saw his i was quite surprised mm. um but yeah the normalized numbers were crazy yeah 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 oh, i think yeah peak normalized you're like oh. <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Big numbers to stay for sure yeah like i think also, the camera doesn't really quite show how steep some of those little climbs are. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, there was that one, like, you'd come into it, turn, like, a hard left, lose all your speed, and then just, it was like a wall. That's the worst part, right? Um, when you lose your speed yeah. beforehand, like, that's yeah. what makes it a killer. Anyone, you know, a 20-second climb at 13% is nothing if you're running at it at 45 yeah. an hour, but you take the speed away with a corner <laughs> before or a little riser, Oh man, and you're at the back of yeah. the oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was killer. But right. that, it was actually, yeah, really cool. Something different like that with that city circuit. I think. Yeah. 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 All the, yeah, I think a lot of people, yes, yeah, for sure some guys would have hated it, but I think like, yeah, definitely it was something different for a road race. Um hopefully yeah. we see a couple more techie circuits like that. I reckon every four years, something yeah. like that. And let's face it. Yeah. The riders only hate it if they're out of the ass because it sucks. If you're yeah. out back, it's just you can't do anything. You know, you can't move up. Yeah. <laughs> you're pinned. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. poor old. I think that just was suffering. yeah. You're just suffering. You're just pinned there. You can't do yeah. nothing. Doesn't matter how good you are. I mean, look at Remco, the poor guy. Yeah. He was barely yeah. on the screen the whole every yeah. move. He was at the back, and you're like, where is he? It's like. You can't if you if you're yep. not so good at cornering and you're in out of position all the time. It doesn't matter how good you are. Like, no. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, it's gonna burn so much extra. Oh, big time. Um, yeah. yeah. So seriously, man. Like, there was just amazing. It's such an epic ride, and like That's from the bloody breakaway, like crazy. Now, yeah. Um, I always think about this, right? 
this is often what you think about before a big race or maybe a big target. But now that you're seven or six days out, out from that awesome day, um, is there a memory from the race that you're sort of replaying over your mind or that's come up a few times? Is there something that just pops out that you remember the most from the day? I'd say it'd probably have to be that Vanderpool attack. Like the the one that went where it was like, I think it was Vanderpool, Tade, um, maybe Bessio. Like it yeah. was just like, yeah, he whacked it out of, of the corner through the park. Yeah. And I managed to bridge across to that. I think, yeah, that moment is just running on repeat. In my head. Yeah. Just, yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. That was awesome. That's yeah. sick. So, like, yeah. I remember, like, whoever in front of me was, like, dropped the wheel, just, like, swung out. I think it was Stoven actually dropped the wheel. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just had to close this gap because I knew I was like, oh, that's it. Like, you just got to get there. Um, and then I got there and I just remember looking up at the clock. <laughs> this wow. is pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. man. I pinched <laughs> myself a little bit. I'm like, this doesn't happen every day (laughs) mate that's you never forget that that's like that's and you can use that every training session you do eh? except now you can start thinking fucking going over the top you know like on another circuit oh definitely just a little bit of extra motivation yeah yeah man stick a photo on the wall for the training sessions oh yeah those filthy ones too eh? like the (laughs) (laughs) oh mate no no it's awesome I love it. Hey, yeah. um, won't keep you any longer, Maddie. Uh, oh, wicked. Thanks, I really appreciate time, honestly. I do. That's uh, it? no. Thanks for the chat. Yeah, really appreciate good. it. It's great to be on finally. Yeah. Yeah, oh, mate. I know. Well, um, yeah. Hopefully, I'll see you again. Maybe if you're at, at nationals yeah. another year. I'm usually around then. Um, but uh, yeah. yeah. Hopefully, get a bit of rest now and, and good luck for the rest of the goals, yeah. mate. Cheers, mate. Yeah, no, it's awesome. I think. Off to the beach now. Go get some relaxing. In. <laughs> Cause uh, yeah, I'm, like just in Nice here with uh, like Jensen. Yeah, Jensen and Rudy live like just oh, across the big way. Jensen like, looked out the window. The, where's the big there. Yeah, you'd see him. Oh, he's not here at the moment, but yeah, like he he lives just across the uh, the back of the buildings there. So him and Rudy saw them this morning, and yeah, head down to the beach now. Park up. I was actually telling a story to my mates today because we're at this gravel race for this weekend, right? And um, I, was okay. telling, I was telling my mate James about uh, a story from Dirty Warning last year. And um, oh, Jensen, yeah, he was <laughs> just gasping. He didn't have his bloody feed bag on the last, the last aid yeah. station. <laughs> so anyone listening, the Dirty Warning is 240 k's of gravel. And Jensen's gone, Jensen Plarite's gone off the break away from kilometer zero and he's he's caught these two other guys connor sends um national australian gravel champ this year he's caught him and jack aitken charged it for 150 k's dropped them gone solo and i remember i'd driven ahead because i was videoing the course and i was i wanted to get the video of him coming in to the fit last feed zone and you get your bag dropped so you got all your goodies in there you know 60 k's to go all your goodies you're solo in the break and Jensen rocks up. He's like, FTJ jersey, FTJ jersey, where is it? And he wrapped it all his shit up in the jersey. <laughs> it wasn't oh, there. No. It wasn't there. And he had 60 games to go. Oh. And he just grabbed a handful, like the biggest handful of gummy bears you could ever see. It was just this, he just grabbed them and like stuffed them in his grill. And then he just left and he just kept going. Oh, fuck. And he got caught. Oh, he got caught. Oh, that really surprised me. 
Yeah, um, probably awesome about out. that. It's yeah. It was, oh yeah, and you know, I have to bring it up. Absolute legend. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> all right, yeah. well, mate, enjoy the beach. This one's gonna Thank go out on um, Monday, and um, yeah, awesome. oh, so good, man. Thanks, man. Yeah. Cheers. No, thanks, Chad. Appreciate it. Legends, that's another episode of the Pro Swing Podcast done and dusted. How good was that one? Was that not an elite podcast? Matthew Denham, what a man, what a guy. And uh, yeah, hey, we a uh, big fan of you, Matt, and we hope to see more of you next year. Continue to get better, continue developing. We're all behind you. And thanks to everyone that's listened and shared this podcast. Um, tell a mate about it. If they haven't heard about this episode, if you need some motivation, then get stuck into this one. Send it to anyone you like. Uh, I appreciate everybody sends in messages, likes the posts, um, and lets them know that they're a fan. Really, really enjoy it. Um, if you notice my voice, OG listeners will know, my voice a little bit nasally. Well, just looked at a little rescue cat named Earl with Megan and I today. So I'm allergic to cats, but you know, a couple of antihistamines will fix the job. But just, just pretty keen on Mr. Earl. So we might have a podcast cat uh be sniffing around in the next few episodes so uh look out for that one all right legends thanks for listening yet again to the pressuring podcast presented by zwift i'll see you guys in a month or so for episode 80 and we'll make our way to the big hundred the ton all right guys see you on the next one